When your soul finds the soul it was waiting for When someone walks into your heart through an open door When your hand finds the hand it was meant to hold Don't Honor Bound, an Avatar The Last Airbender fic, written by Stardust Steel, read by Dr. Fumbles McStupid, warning for torture and off-screen non-con. Summary, instead of killing the moon spirit at the North Pole, Zhao attempts to bind Aang's soul to his own through an intricate ritual so that he can harness the power of the Avatar state for himself. A desperate Prince Zuko steps in to disrupt the soul bond at the same time Sokka tries to rescue Aang from Zhao's clutches. And... The rebound causes Zuko and Sokka's souls to be bound together. Of course, neither Zuko or Sokka are happy with this. Chapter 1. The Wild Card Let the Avatar go, Zhao, Zuko rasps. So you can have the Avatar for yourself? Zhao snorts. I think not. Sokka watches as Zuko points two very sharp, lethal blades in Zhao's direction, looking like he fully intends to use them, and wonders what in the spirit's name is going on. The jerk of a prince who has previously been the biggest pain in the gang's collective behinds looks the most battle-worn Sokka's ever seen him. Dark hair is falling loose from its ponytail, and the white cloth of Zuko's outfit is stained with drops of red and smudges of dirt. Deep shadows line the firebender's eyes, as if he hasn't slept in a while. Sokka's eyes flicker from Zuko to Zhao, who has Aang in his grip, with a weird, glowy circle between them. Let him go, Zuko repeats. The Avatar isn't yours for the taking. His name is Aang, Sokka interjects because other than the cheesy, melodramatic lines that's being acted out in front of him right now, the way they're treating Aang like an object rather than the kid he is is just rude. And he's not yours for the taking either. Both firebenders ignore him, which that's perfectly fine, because Sokka's main goal is to get Aang out of Zhao's grasp and as far away from pyromaniacs and honor-bound princes as possible. Not that Aang's making it easy for him, Aang's arrows and eyes glow a luminescent blue, and even the strange stillness of the spirit oasis they're all in isn't enough to mask the thrum of power and otherworldliness that emanates from his small, still figure. Your plan won't work, Zuko growls at Zhao. It sure is nice to have his aggression pointed away from their group for once, Sokka thinks distantly. He wonders if and how he can set this up so they can destroy each other while he makes away with Aang. What is the plan? Sokka asks loudly, 
trying to buy some time so he can plan a way out of this. Please do enlighten us. He's not got much hope, but maybe one of them will be idiotic enough to spill. Apparently, Zhao's one of those people who can't resist bragging about how smart he is, because he chuckles. I will harness the Avatar's centuries of power. After tonight, I shall have the power of the Avatar for myself, he proclaims. I will henceforth be known as Avatar Slayer Zhao, the one who took hold of destiny. Which, okay, that's a new one. Uh, Sokka says intelligibly. Pretty sure that's not how it works. He plans to bind the Avatar's soul to his. Zuko says, not taking his eyes off General Muttonchop, or so Sokka's taken to call on him in his head, so he can harness the Avatar's power. Um, I'm not an expert, but that sounds stupid, Sokka says. And dangerous, Zuko agrees, inching slightly forward, because the Avatar state isn't something you just transplant to another human. It'll throw everything off balance, and you'll destroy yourself in the process. Zhao laughs. How touching your concern for me is, Prince Zuko. The honorific is a sneer, lacking the respect that Sokka assumes royal brats like Zuko feel entitled to. Zuko bristles. It's an appealing image. That's a weird way to phrase it. Sokka notices for the first time the predatory way the general is looking at Zuko his eyes raking across the other boy's frame. His motivation to wrestle Aang out of Zhao's grasp renews tenfold. You're sick, Zuko spits at him, and if you continue, you'll destroy yourself. And you aren't? Zhao asks silkily. Come on now, don't pretend your motives are altruistic. They're not, Zuko bites back. He's bristling like an owl cat, but Sokka notices his grasp on his blades are steady as ever. I just know you'll only listen if it involves you and your self-preservation. You don't care about anything else. Zhao snorts. Of course not. I'm not a weak-hearted coward like you, little prince. Strangely, Zuko flinches. Sokka eyes Zhao dubiously. He doesn't have particularly generous opinions of Zuko, but weak and coward aren't adjectives he would have used to describe him. If anything, their aggravatingly persistent pursuer seems to err on the wrong side of recklessness half the time, but he's perfectly happy to let Zhao tear into the guy's spirit if it helps them get away. Enemy of my enemy and all that. Yue has been a tense presence at Sokka's back up to that point, but all the women in Sokka's life have proven to be strong-willed and speak for themselves, and she is no exception. General Zhao, she intonates evenly, Every bit the strong-willed daughter of a chief Sokka knows and loves her for. I must ask that you release Avatar Aang and take this altercation outside of the spirit oasis. This is a sacred ground. We should not defile it with such human pettiness. The moment Zhao looks at her, Sokka wants to smack him and shield Yue from his gaze. My apologies, princess, Zhao says, his tone anything but. This ground is indeed sacred, and for that reason, it serves my purpose with the Avatar tonight. His name is Aang, Sokka repeats, aggravated and disturbed by how creepy that phrasing was. And he's not an object for you to take! Zhao throws him in an unimpressed look. Who are you again? A servant? What? Sokka squawks, unable to contain his embarrassment that this is taking place in front of Yue. I am Sokka, and I'll have you know I am the son of Chief Hakoda of the Southern Water Tribe. Zhao's expression doesn't even flicker, 
even as the circle under his feet begins to glow. Spirits. Sokka hates his stupid, ugly mutton chops so, so much at that moment. Unimportant, then. The southern water tribe is near decimated. The sooner they go extinct like the air nomads, the better. The spirit oasis is a sea of muted blues and teals, but Sokka sees red. You... How dare you! Sokka and Yue are both shouting at once. Spirit Sokka loves her spirit. But Zuko, whose long capacity and experience in exploding other people's eardrums apparently overrides them both, is able to raise his voice to be heard above theirs. No! Don't step into the circle! Sokka, whose toes are mere inches away from touching the eerie circle at Jiao's feet, springs back. Why not? he asks, then wonders if he can trust whatever answer Zuko's about to give him. It'll make you part of the ritual, Zuko answers, like that makes the slightest bit of sense. But then, when has the ponytailed freak ever? Zhao, I'm warning you. Your warnings mean nothing to me. You can't harm me, Zuko. You have no power. Zhao raises Aang's still glowing form in one hand, touching his arrow in the other. The earlier thrum of energy multiplies tenfold, to the point Sokka feels it pressing down on his lungs. I tire of your antics. Several things happen at once. Zuko darts forward, straight into the circle, breaking his own advice. Sokka aims for where Zhao's wrist is and throws boomerang. Blinding light erupts from the circle on the ground, followed by a sound Sokka can only describe as explosive. Energy splinters everywhere, powerful and untamable like a hurricane in the middle of the oasis. Sokka can't see Yue. Yue! Sokka blindly reaches out to the nearest point of warmth. The light and sound intensify. His eardrums and eyes feel like they're going to explode from the overwhelming stimuli of sensation. A rough hand brushes his own. Color and sound seem to bleed away. It's lack somehow more terrifying than before. Something is urging Sokka, pulling him, pushing like an ebb and flow he doesn't understand. Sokka's always been a moral leader than a follower, but in the presence of something spiritual he doesn't understand, he gives in and he follows. Everything fades out.